morning. It's the Worker's Beat. I'm Gene Lance, and the beautiful redhead is right here. Bonnie Mathias, and I even have on my K-N-O-N mask shirt. That is great, yes. and Bonnie is also yes. on Facebook Live. I am. Uh, the Worker's Beat is about everything from the point of view of working families, and we like to start with things you can do. News you can use. So you don't get depressed. Don't get depressed. There's, there's things there's, you can do. There's work to do. April 3rd, today at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Remembering Ann Feeney <gasps> is streaming. Remembering Ann Feeney is streaming uh, on Facebook. Okay, i got to be on that. What time does that start? Starts at 2, goes to 5. The famous, Ooh, famous uh, folk singer who yes. often appeared here in Dallas. I adored her. And, she, you know, when she was here all those years ago, she did say that she had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah, well, it was brain cancer, I think, oh. that killed her. April the 5th and every Monday at 5 o'clock, the Texas AFL-CIO reports on Facebook. April the 5th through the 9th, Voting Rights Week of Action. Yes. And all I have is, a, is, a, uh, is an email address. Okay, uh, April the 7th at 11 o'clock, the Texas State Employees Union Lobby Day Car Caravan starts at Dallas TSEU. No, it is Dallas TSEU Lobby Day Caravan. It starts at the HHSC building, 801 South State Highway, 161, number 300 in Grand Prairie. The person to contact is Michelle Goodwin. And all I have is their email address, mgoodwin at cwa-tseu.org. Perfect. Or just contact genelands.org. I'll yeah. put you in touch with all those people. April the 7th at 1230, the Dallas chapter of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans meets on Zoom. Contact genelands.org. April the 8th, National AFL-CIO Day of Action on the PRO Act. Protect the Right to Organize Yay. Act. To save your unions and democracy. April the 8th at 5 o'clock, LACLA, the Labor Council for Latin American Activities. National President Yanira Marino will participate in a telling, timely, and relevant discussion for the Cesar Chavez Lecture Series. Cool. That's April the 8th. And a just contact Jane if you want details for any of this stuff. GeneLance.org. Yeah, you can you'll, just... You'll, you'll see a theme as we go through here. Gene knows about everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> I accumulate this information, but it's too long. The, the URLs are too long to oh, read yeah. on the radio. Yeah. April the 10th is Dolores Huerta's 91st birthday. I love it. I Contact love it. Lon Burnham at gmail.com. Lon Burnham was on last week talking yes. about this. Dolores Huerta, of course, was the great farm worker. April the 16th, the Texas New Era Jobs Fair. Contact Jason Tomlinson. April the 19th at 10 o'clock, rally for the first day of early voting at the county courthouse, downtown Dallas, 600 Commerce, and downtown Dallas, contact Ernest Tilly. April be there or be square. Yeah. We need to encourage people to vote because yes. other people don't want us to vote. And, and it's really important that people are encouraged to vote in these municipal elections because these are the people that touch your life every day. Okay, and April the 20th is the last day to apply for a ballot by mail. Yes. To to vote for May 1st. You could have done it on, Jan on January the 1st, but uh, April the 20th will still work. April the 24th, well, no, it is. April 27th, the Botham Jean Boulevard finally 
legally opens, replacing the racist uh, Mirabeau Lamar Street. April, May the 1st is Election Day and International Workers' Day. Be sure and save that day because we're going to have a picnic. Yes, we are. We're going to have so much fun. Oh and the God. last one, I, I just put this in because it's crazy. May the 28th through 31st, there is a convention in Dallas of crazies. <laughs> it's called For God and Country Patriot Roundup, featuring speakers from QAnon. And they will be at the downtown Omni Hotel and at Gilly's Restaurant. I hear there's supposed to be some protests around that. Let's let this caller come on. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. This is Suzanne Jones. Hi. Hello. Good morning. And uh, you're the lady that lost her job, right? Yes, I am. What happened? Well, I work at Collin College in Collin County. And my colleague and I were non-renewed from our job. They're calling it non-renewal rather than termination. Yeah, they always call it something besides. They always call it something besides what it is. Yes, Uh it's the same thing. Uh, We finished our contract through May. But the reason were that we were challenging the reopening plan during COVID. And that I had Cullen College listed on the Texas Faculty Association website. That is our teacher union, even though uh, we don't have collective bargaining rights. It's really just an advocacy group. I'm on the state board for TFA. And uh, so our Cullen College was listed as a campus that had enough members to form a local chapter, which is what we were doing in the fall. So you were trying to organize a chapter, an association that would be very much like a union, right? And very much so, except no collective bargaining rights. So uh-huh. there's nothing, you know, there's, it's just an advocacy group, actually, um, an association. We are under the Texas State Teachers Association, the higher ed branch of that, and that's under the National Education Association. So, of yep. course, the NEA is actually a union. Bonnie and I know about the NEA. Yes, we do. Well, we've had the we've had the director for the NEA uh, from Dallas County here several times on yes. KNOM yeah. with us. And uh, in right. fact, they they gave us an award. They did. We That's received a, the the bell ringer award for uh, oh. our community service radio from service. the Texas from NEA the convention. Texas NEA, yeah. That's the National Education Association, very progressive organization. Yes. That's where you got into trouble because yes. you know. Did you ever notice that on most on most stations and most newspaper articles and most magazines and most movies and everything, they never even say the word union. No. Right. It's It's like like a dirty word. It's like a four-letter word. And so you were trying to get an association together. What What would the association have been able to do if uh, if they did form an association like you wanted at Collin County? Well, we actually we did form a local chapter. We have one that's up and running, and I am one of three officers for that, as well as my colleague that was terminated. She is one of the three officers. So two of the three officers were terminated um, with no progressive discipline whatsoever, no uh, warnings that we knew we were in trouble in any way. We were just non-renewed, and we've been there for a very long time. And our contract extensions had already been approved by our whole chain of command. Uh, Associate Dean, Dean, Provost, they had all approved it already. So it was a, a unilateral action by the college president. And uh, on the day that we had our first recruitment meetup for our local chapter, so we were trying to just build membership at this time. And then what could we have done? Well, 
we were going to advocate for uh, things that faculty thought were important. We didn't think that anything like that was being done within the college structure. Mm -hmm. So we decided to form this chapter to speak out on issues of concern that faculty have. Um, we weren't taking up the reopening women because we were already reopened at that time. I'm teaching in person. There was no issue there necessarily anymore. But if there were other health and safety concerns later, we wouldn't address those, um, as well as any shared governance, academic freedom, Mm-hmm. Free speech issues, things yeah. like that. Free speech issues, yeah. Like so, that. in other yeah. words, in other words, you just wanted to speak up on behalf of the people that work there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, shame that's, on that's you. Shame, shame, shame yeah. on you. Right. That's I swear. It. So, Collin, Collin College, is it part of the Collin County Community College District? Yes, they just have rebranded the name to Colin College. Okay, like they did in Dallas. Same thing in Dallas. Okay. okay. Exactly, yeah. And our Dallas College colleagues are being very vocal, coming to our board meetings, making public statements. They are concerned that this sets a precedent that could be followed by any president, college president across the state or country. Um, but they can just non-renew faculty who have, you know, had continual multi-year contracts over and over again. It's considered tenure even though we don't actually have tenure at our community college. I see. If when you've had that many multi-year contracts, they consider it as such. So it's just unheard of to do this without any progressive discipline. You know, a lot of our radio audience may not know what progressive discipline is because here in Texas, here in Texas, they have what they call employment at will is the basic law, which means the boss can fire you if he don't like the way you look or if you don't like the color of your eyes or if you got the wrong bumper sticker on your car because that's this that's Texas employment at will now progressive discipline is something that people who got organized get can you give us an idea what progressive discipline would be yes yeah, so we have warning forms where you are um, have a verbal warning we have coaching plans when they think that you are off track in your performance in some way and so they help coach and counsel you to get back on track and then you can even be dropped to a one-year contract which would be an enormous punishment um, when you've been on three-year contracts because you can lose your place on different committees and um, and you wouldn't be up for as many uh, positions uh, available and so it's th- that series of events is what happened in order to retain faculty that you have already trained because it's expensive to hire people. It's, it's, uh, it would be expensive to train someone new. Um, I'm on a, a, a ton of committees at that college and now I have to be replaced everywhere. Uh, I'm in a small department. I teach pre-service teachers and so there's only seven of us. Now there's only six. Now they've got to hire someone else, get them up to speed to where I was after 20 years of employment. So it's just, it, it's you, not... You worked there for 20 years? <laughs> Did yeah. you say you part worked there that. for 20 years? Yes, part And of they that. didn't even give you the courtesy of a, of a warning that they didn't like something you were doing? You didn't Correct. even get the, the very first thing in progressive discipline. Now, where I worked uh, in the factory, we would get what we called a white slip. And you get your first white slip, and then if you got three of them, you could get fired. 
I had five of them stapled to my hat when they wow. fired me. Good job. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you got a, you had progressive discipline if you if you organized and and won it. Uh, otherwise, in right. Texas, you don't have it, and uh, and that's what you would have gotten at least some kind of. Don't they have some kind of idea of professional courtesy for college right. teachers? We we don't know of a time this has ever happened until this semester, and it's happened now. A, a third professor has come forward that um, she was also terminated with no discipline, no warnings. Now, I will back up to say, back in 2017, I had signed an open letter to the Dallas City Council to remove Confederate statues. And I signed my name, Dr. Suzanne Jones, Collin College. And mm -hmm. I called it at that time and told not to use Collin College in my signature. There were nine Collin College faculty members who signed that with Collin in their signature. We were all told that we weren't disciplined. We were just that they just said, hey, you can't use Collin College in our name. We didn't sign a warning form. We didn't get a coaching plan. It was never brought up again What's from it? 2017 until... The day they found out about Texas, our local chapter of the TFA, they then went back and printed that thread from 2017. Oh, my God. Then yeah. they went back and dug that up. Isn't that special? You know, God, you know what that tells me? This is, this is about a little more than uh, just uh, Confederate statues. Well, yeah, but, yeah. but when they signed... When they signed uh, something that said that they would not like to have Confederate statues, right. they basically were just identifying themselves. Yes. Here's my name. Here's where I work. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? There, there's a lot of case law to show that that is perfectly appropriate, and nobody, uh, no reasonable person would assume that I'm speaking for the college when I sign my name with my place of employment. Yeah, just so they wouldn't get you mixed up with some other Suzanne. With another Suzanne. Right. I mean, right. oh my lord. These uh -huh. people, now, so do you have any legal recourse? Well, we I'm, we are in the middle of the grievance process at this time. Um, if, if that comes back that they deny our, our reinstatement, which is what we are both asking for, then we will explore what we need to do next, but um, we just don't know. We don't. We, we don't know what to expect. Um, we're asking the board to step in. There's no path to a board appeal at Collin College when you are non-renewed instead of terminated. So therefore, um, after the grievance process, it just kind of ends. There's no. There's no the arbitration. Nothing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but you're not yeah. helpless. But you're not helpless. She's not helpless, Bonnie. No. Because, because there are people. There are people around here who see injustice and don't well, don't like it and uh, would like to stand on the side of justice. I have, so, some I have some friends at Collin County Democrats that might be really interested in this. Mess. You think they might want to help? Yeah, they might. I can certainly <laughs> reach out to Vicki Parker and, and some other Oh, mine. yes. I know Vicki Parker. You know Vicki Parker. All right. So, so uh, Dr. Jones, has, has, has there been any response yet? Has anybody come forward and said, I don't like what's happening to you. Yes, we have had three board meetings since our non-renewal meeting, and it, they have been filled with people giving public statements about the injustice, as well as people reading anonymous faculty letters to the board about the toxicity of the college, which 
the college president has gone on record to say he doesn't believe that those are genuine college letters, uh, faculty letters, but it's, I mean, there'd be no way to even possibly um, make those up. They are so passionate and so heartbreaking, and they have, we have filled the public statement time, had to speak at the end of the meeting to continue them. We have had overflow rooms from the boardroom. Um, people have just been, yeah, coming out in droves. Good. You said there's toxicity in the in the employment relations at the college so yeah for example what's in some of those letters that that other faculty members have written well they're all fearful of not understanding what we can say speak think do belong to i mean one letter specifically asked for um the board please let us know what can i think what can i say to my personal friends what can i say um, on, a, on a Facebook post or a Twitter post? What mm. can I join? How can I feel? Just I mean, because we're being told that we, we can't have these opinions if we are employees of this college, or at least that's how um, people are made to feel. And there's, so and there's no rule book be, as to which opinions you can't have and which ones you can have either, is there? Right. Yeah, I right. never have been there's able another, to find that. So they just ambush you. Yeah. You know, they just what well, said this play got you. They just wait until you do something they don't like, and then they they grab your contract, and now you're out the door. Exactly. There's another professor that was also non-renewed. Um, she had posted something about Mike Pence during the debate that the college president didn't like. And about the had fly on his head? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, not about fly. No, she, he has demon eyes. Oh, and, um, he does have demon so, eyes. <laughs> so uh, she was blasted on an all-college email by the president, and that got a lot of people really concerned about free speech issues. Um, she sent, um, continued to post things to the college about her free speech, and then they terminated her as well. They did write her up through that time, though, so in theory, she has discipline, though... It's very questionable. So she had a little bit of a warning. So yes. <laughs> isn't there kind of a history? Isn't this? Isn't there kind of a history of free speech fights in colleges around America? I don't know a lot about this, but but isn't that wasn't that a really big issue uh, among uh, college students way back a long time ago? Yes, and I mean, yeah, back in the fifties and going forward, they, uh, a lot of that was student-free speech issues. Mm -hmm. um, there hasn't been a so lot of cases. they didn't fire the professors, they just jumped on the students. We'll have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Dr. Susan, Suzanne Jones of Collin College. Thanks. and Jean Lance. We have a hot call from Michelle Goodwin. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for calling. Get KNON. Hey, Jean. Hey, Bonnie. How are y'all doing? Hey, kids, sweetheart. How are you? What are, the, what are the state workers doing? State workers are having a car caravan on Wednesday morning. Uh-huh. Uh, at 11 o'clock, just to raise awareness for state employees. They uh, have worked all year long during the pandemic. They're essential workers and we're asking for a raise this year. They haven't got any essential worker pay. And um, 
it's time for the legislators to just give them a raise. Sure and I wanted to invite you and your readers out. And I'm excited that you have Dr. Suzanne Jones on. I've been keeping up with their issues. And after our caravan, we're going to go to a, uh, a protest at UT Arlington in support of these professors. Is that right? Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, tell us about the car caravan first. Now, how, how can people get involved? Do they have to be state workers to support you? No, anybody can come out. We would love for all of our union and sisters and brothers to just come on out with us. We're meeting up at 11 o'clock at the uh, HHSB regional office in Grand Prairie. And that's on State Highway 161 and Jefferson Street in Grand Prairie. We're going to meet at 11 o'clock, decorate our cars make a few speeches, a small rally, and we're caravanning to uh, University of Texas at Arlington where we're going to meet up with a student, uh, student group, Progressive Students Union, and hold a rally for the teachers. So first it's a rally for state employees, uh -huh. and at the end it's a rally for these professors. Well, they're, they're state employees too, I guess, or they're, anyway, they're employees. <laughs> they're we are state employees. employees. Oh, y'all are state at Collin County? Collin? Yes. We are. Oh! So this all ties together. So this is all, this is all, we're all one big happy family. Solidarity forever. <laughs> That's right. So I hope your listeners will meet us up at uh, the regional office in Grand Prairie, the corner of Jefferson and U.S. I mean, State Highway 161. And then we'll caravan on to support the teachers after our rally for the other state employees. Okay, is what, there a... What time, Michelle? 11 o'clock. Is there a phone number or anything, Michelle, for anybody, any uh, news people that might be listening or anything? Yes, it's 903-280-1040. 1040, well, that's, that's easy because that's your IRS number, isn't it? There you go. 903-280-1040. 1040. Excellent. Thanks so much, Michelle. You're the best, you Michelle. Do you have any final words for Suzanne Jones before you close up? I'm just with you, sister. Good luck. We're supporting you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michelle. I know she's got to get back to work because she's the organizer for, for all the, these events. She's like the... You yeah. Have a great day. Keep up the good work, okay? Thank you, sister. Have a nice Easter. Now, Dr. Thank Jones, you, you did... Dr. Jones, you didn't mention this rally that they're going to have uh, no. at UTA. I didn't know anything about it. We have had uh, CSEU uh, people come to our meetings and read a statement on their behalf. Mm -hmm. We have had uh, Teamsters. We have had ASLCIO members, Young, the Y'all Group, the Young ASLCIO. Yeah, that's it's Young, been, young, uh, young uh, Active Labor Leaders. Yeah, Young Active Labor Leaders, Y'all. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. It is just, I mean, we're in awe of this community that we thrust, thrust ourselves into, um, that we are just, that the solidarity is just amazing. And we're so thankful and hope that we can return this favor to everybody in the labor organization. And what we basically want is for you to get your contract renewed, right? That is what we're asking for and hoping for. Yes, we both love our jobs. We are both excellent professors that have great appraisals and student evals. They couldn't find anything um, in those regards to terminate us for. So, so it's not like you're not doing your job. It's basically that the president doesn't like you. 
And four, right. years, and four years ago, you put your name on a letter that you didn't like Confederate statues. Oh, my God. Right. Right. Oh. And that, um, that reopen that challenging the reopening came from our faculty council, which both uh, Audra Hessel and I are um, elected representatives on the faculty council. Uh-huh. So it, it, that they went after people like I hold a state office for TFA, and I'm an elected rep on the faculty council. That's who they chose to go after. People that were are are, are very involved and, and and giving lots back to the college. It's just it's. It, it's but, but this reopening business, that's a that's a question of, of workplace safety. Yeah. Yes. Is, is it not? In other yes. words, your your faculty group was saying we would like to have safety on the job. Correct. And we employers employers were saying, Well you ain't gonna get it. I mean, they had their safety measures in place, but we wanted faculty input. That's all we asked for, Uh faculty input. And if that meant that some faculty wanted to teach online but didn't qualify for accommodations due to health or age, um, then that might be something we allow. Or could teachers um, redesign their classes pedagogically to work for them? That that's something that we should, you know, at most colleges the faculty are looked at as um, a source of information and knowledge. And valued but, employees, I might add. Yes, yes. <laughs> but um, not not so. During our reopening, we, we had no input. Um, there were a few faculty members that sat on one committee, but that was about it. So this is this is actually a universal problem all through the pandemic. Everybody who works is concerned about safety. And they would like to have some input, some little bit of say-so, about whether or not they're going to die from this from this pandemic. Yeah. And so that's is that what you were working toward at, with your faculty group? Well, for instance, the, at the beginning of when our faculty group started the process of pushing back a little bit, we masks were not even mandated at that time. Um, the college was starting back with no masks um, because Governor Abbott had not uh, created a mask mandate. So since that time, of course, Governor Abbott put in a mask mandate so then the college, of course, did. Uh-huh. But that's the kind of thing we were fighting for at the beginning. We, there was also no announcement about how to secure accommodations if you were elderly or had any health concerns. And so that was something we pushed for. And then we were pushing for, how about the classes that feel like they can go online easily? How about we let them if they want to? And the classes that can't will be even safer on campus. So the big um, issue is, was worker safety. We have to take this call. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning. Great conversation. I got a question about this thing called the pandemic. Around the whole world, you know, when some workers, when they go to jobs uh, that are uh, hazardous above the regular work function, like if you had to go in and clean up a nuclear power plant or you had to go in and clean up asbestos out of a school, or even in the oil industry, uh, some jobs take what's called hazard pay if they got to go and haul hazardous chemicals that could affect your body's health. Why aren't we as people somehow getting some legislators or, I don't know, maybe signing some petition to present that we want hazard pay reimbursement 
has been paid to continue as long as this world is in a pandemic. Right on. That's a very, very good question. Good question. So, uh, Suzanne, Dr. Jones, would you like to try to answer that? I do not have an answer for that. I think that... Um, I, I think that that needs to be done. But this has been a very big problem for teachers yeah. all along. Yeah. And eventually the federal government said that teachers deserve to get vaccinated. Duh! Right? But, right. But that was a long, hard fight just to get that. And, and we right. had to wait to get President Biden inaugurated and get him, in, get him in there for that to even happen. Mm -hmm. But that right. was... And when they think of teachers, they usually... They're usually talking about people who teach little kids. And uh, right. with the little kids, the pandemic did not seem to be that big of uh, as big an issue as it was for adults. But you teach adults. <laughs> so the pandemic was a pretty big, pretty big concern for teachers at Collin College, I imagine. Is that true? It was a very big concern. Mm -hmm. That's just so and, uh, and rather than the administration listening to you, they just laid off the... Uh, the leadership of the of the teach of the faculty association. Right. Right. Yep. They just um, decided to send a message that way, and mm -hmm. I think that's part of the toxicity that I was referring to is that people now feel like, well, who's going to join the local TFA chapter at this point? And um, we have had a few people join, um, even knowing that retaliation was a perk. Um, because I mean, who else is going to join? People won't even. They call us and say, I'm reading all the information that Colin CFA is putting out on social media, but, but I can't even like a post because I'm afraid my administrator will see it and fire me. Mm -hmm. um, Colin CFA is working, has endorsed three board candidates for our May 1st election, and um, faculty have said, how can I give to them where it will not be tracked in any way because my administration might find out and fire me. And these are college teachers. These, these are, are these are grown American citizens that PhDs. Yeah. And they're so scared that they won't even click on something on Facebook. Yes. They won't even click on the little like button click for us. fear right. that the right. that the president may find out. You know, yes. Collin County is on the verge of turning blue. It is? And yes. I, it has gotten it is. I mean, it's gotten better and better and better over the last 15 years. Uh, yeah, I mean, our population is diverse. Yes, but, very diverse. Yeah, but I'm not so sure about that, Bonnie, because it, got, is it not true that Collin County sent more people to the riots in Washington <laughs> yes, they than, did. Anybody, than any county in the United States? Yes. That's Is that very not true? true? That's very true. They had more of the of the of the insurrectionists that tried to overthrow the government on May, uh, June, uh, January the sixth, than any other county in America. Now there's a yeah. distinction for you. And uh, Bonnie says, and Bonnie says they're fixing to start well, voting Democrat up I, there. You know, they, they it really is getting closer and closer. She is right about that. It is getting closer. So the demographics are changing, or the voting patterns are changing, and uh, and yet there's still uh, uh, heavy reactionaries in in power. A serious that, pocket. Of could that be the cause? The fact that we're be we're, we've become more diverse and we're getting closer has caused some people to um, go to the extreme. Give that lady a sucker. Ah, ding, 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 ding. 
Bonnie's agreeing That's with you. exactly right. Because white people, did they have been the oppressors for so many decades, centuries, that all of a sudden they're seeing they're not going to be in the majority anymore. They're going to be, and I will not say the word, majority minority, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, either you're a majority or you're a minority. It's mm -hmm. not no such thing in the middle. Uh, but they're concerned because they have treated people so poorly, they're afraid that now the majority will start treating them the way that they treated the minorities. When, back when they were the majority. Back when they were the majority. I mean, I swear, they, they are scared to death that they have to get, they're going to give up something to have to give somebody else something. Now, Dr. Jones, I'm sitting, I'm sitting next to, to Bonnie Mathias. <laughs> and, it, and, and, you're, and we're talking about people who are afraid to say anything. And right. I look over there and there's Bonnie Mathias. And I've known this woman for 20 or 30 years. Yeah. And I have never known her to hold back a single word from anything. Right. And so yeah. what a contrast there is. Because Bonnie yeah. Mathias is a union member. Yeah. And, and right. she's outspoken. She, she couldn't even imagine not saying what she believes. Oh, my Lord. And right. you're telling me that the whole faculty at Collin College is intimidated. I can't speak for the whole faculty, but there is a large majority of just who have reached out to us. Mm -hmm. So that that tells, and then there's of course a lot of people I'm sure that have not reached out. But so, some of the, some yeah. of the faculties actually come out and supported you. Oh yes, uh, some have, and they put their their careers on the line because when their contract renewals come around, they could be next. It's the and that's why this is so important um, for all colleges across the country. We've had people in many other states reach out to us and say, we're scared if this stands, what's going to happen at our university? I mean, if teachers are afraid to talk and they have to censor themselves in the classroom, we're not going to have the quality of higher education. And what are the students learning from that? What are the students going to learn right. if the teachers are afraid to talk? Let's take this call. Right. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Thanks for waiting. Hello. Good morning. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Good. Good morning. Good morning, Bonnie. I live in the Pleasant Grove area. And uh, the city council, young men that's running, I know Brother Resendez, I believe his name is Jamie Resendez, and... Uh, Another young man, uh, Terrence, uh, Perkins. I don't know you were yeah. I have a sign in my yard, and I was just wondering, I don't know if you what believing me, what you doing better for the community, because I want to get somebody that's pretty much that time in the community, because uh, I'm going to get a little bit more after this. So I would just want to know your opinion on that. She can't give you her opinion. Can't give me my opinion. Uh, won't let us uh, advocate for candidates. Why. I can't oh, advocate for candidates. Let me put it this way: Should I go black or red? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can call her at home, and she'll be happy to tell you. <laughs> KNOM won't let us. We can tell you that the AF of LCO, the union uh, representatives, have endorsed Jaime Resendez. And they had a very good talk with him night before last yes. in the business roundtable. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's that's just what they did. We can't tell you what we think. 
<laughs> wait, wait, we're talking to we're talking to Suzanne Jones, and she's saying that she can't tell you what she thinks. Well, it's 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 the federal law. The KNON won't let that any radio station is not supposed to let you advocate for candidates. Now that they break that law consistently on AM radio, yes. they break that law all the time. Yes, but uh, we don't. We don't. No. And we sure appreciate your call, brother. And we're glad to hear that you're involved in politics yes. there in District 5. Let's get back to Suzanne Jones now and whether or not the professors at Collin College are going to be able to speak freely to their students and, te and actually teach the students what they believe. Right. And we, I am a student advisor, a, a faculty advisor for a student organization, which is TSPA Aspiring Educators. It's under the same umbrella as the NEA and the TSA that they're trying to shut down. Yeah. You and keep well, saying PSA. You should tell us what PSA stands for. TFA, Texas Faculty Association. Oh, and it is just the higher ed arm of the State Teachers Association and the NEA. Okay. I see. Okay, cool. Texas Faculty member. Association. Okay. Yes. And it's not a union so, because uh, Texas really doesn't, doesn't allow professors to get unions. But, correct. Uh, you don't. You're you're covered by state law or stopped by state law yes. from being right. able to actually represent people. But but to a, to the extent that you can, you've tried to do it there at Collin College, and the college has right. come down on you for it. Mm-hmm. And we're even advocating for the teachers that are coming, like the one that came out last week to say that she was also terminated with no due process. We, um, CFA, has gotten involved to provide her support. We provide some um, support people at grievance hearings for other faculty members. Um, so we're, we're doing the best we can to advocate and, and be and support our faculty. But, yeah, it, it's a scary time because... Can, can we continue in an environment where the, the college can just fire you at will? So, I know that there's a board of trustees for Collin County yes. College, right? Yes. So, can, can you target those people? We've been, uh, the public statements have been directed to the board trying to ask them to step in and take this matter on as a matter of public interest because of the negative publicity, the toxicity of the, um, the environment at the college, that kind of thing. Not to step in necessarily for our personnel records, our reasons, but if we were reinstated, if, if this was not allowed to happen to us, it would go a long way in repairing what is happening at the college. And so that's what they've been doing, but there are very few uh, board members who are sympathetic to union organizing or COVID science. And so, therefore, we are kind of, um, you know, not, not able we to We have to take a break. We're gonna, we'll be, we're gonna take okay. a quick break. We'll be right back. We have about nine minutes. Suzanne, I've got to... Uh, it's just so crazy to me that these are adults on that board of trustees that are really, they're mask holes and COVID idiots. 
Well, our board president president does not wear a mask at uh, the board meetings, which are all in person. We have not done virtual. And the board did not allow a virtual option for the trustee members that were unable to attend in person due to to the fact that he didn't wear a mask and they had pre-existing conditions. So some of our board members have uh, didn't attend many meetings throughout the school year due to that reason and no virtual option for attendance or participation. But yet so he had a quorum. voters and a big concern. So he had a quorum. He was able to go ahead and hold the meetings. Just yes. Oh, that's too bad. Um, the, the two people that were unable to attend most of the year were the two women on the board. Of course one, they uh, were. <laughs> yes. One has pre-existing conditions. One was caring for parents that were having health issues and and had COVID herself twice. Oh, God. So, um, so yeah, the two women did not were not able to participate much of the year. I want, I want to emphasize the... Uh, the solidarity that you've experienced. You said it was kind of unprecedented, and I quite agree. When I first heard that uh, Collin County had victimized some of their professors, I thought, well, oh, good luck to them because they won't get any support in Collin County. And uh, that was just me being prejudiced. Surprise! <laughs> because uh, because now you you've turned out you turned out crowds at the at the board meetings. Uh, you've got several, you mentioned several uh, members of unions and the young mm-hmm. active labor leaders, which is, is the, the future of our union movement here in Dallas and uh, or in, in all of North Texas, yeah. because actually the president's in Fort Worth. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and now, to your surprise, you found out that there's a rally on your behalf on Thursday. That is amazing. And, you know, as of yesterday, guess who contacted me? That would be Sarah Nelson, as in... The president of the flight attendants? Yes. 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 She is so awesome. I love her. I know. I know. She's taking up this cause. She said she's so passionate about it. She put me in touch with Mike Siegel in Austin, and he is trying to organize a day of action for our endorsed board candidates. That would that would go a long way in solving some of these issues as well, because new board candidates would um, maybe uh, do more oversight. Just, just to be clear now, Sarah Nelson is an international president. I know of the flight attendants, like the, like many of the flight attendants in America are in her union. And she's yeah. one of the most progressive leaders of the, yes. of the American Union and movement. And I can yeah. tell you exactly who, who told her about it. It was Tevita Hutafe from the uh, I, yep. from the United yep. Transport Workers Union. Or rather the... How, it's not... You know, it's TWU. TWU. Transport, Transport Workers, Workers Union. Workers, yeah. yeah. Because he was yeah. with her uh, when they were, they were talking about the, uh, the workers in Alabama that are trying to organize at Amazon. So there's solid, there's links and laces of solidarity tying together all over the nation, and some of that is extending to Collin College, where where workers are being victimized for trying to stand up for worker safety. If I had my little machine, my little noise machine, I would be clapping. But we can clap with our hands. Big audience here. Gene says my my little uh, 
uh, sound effects machine sounds like horses on a concrete floor. But on a glass floor. <laughs> on a glass floor. There but <laughs> let's get one more. Let's get one more uh, observation from Dr. Jones while we have her. How's this affected you personally? I mean, why are you still uh, fighting? Why didn't you give up a long time ago? I know, because I believe in the power of unions. I believe in this organization. I've been involved with it my entire adult life. I was a K-12 teacher prior to teaching at the college. And I, I, we, Audra and I are beside ourselves with um, stress and feeling anxious about everything. But, um, but we feel like we decided to come forward, whereas in the past, faculty members that had been run off Normally they had progressive discipline, but sometimes it was questionable, and they um, they never wanted to come forward because that can you know hurt you going forward. Sure. Looking for another job. You go to get um, your next job, and they say, "Oh yeah, you caused trouble." Yeah, you're that trouble guy. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember. decided early on to speak out, and um, so many people have told us they're so thankful that we did. Yeah. I tried to I tried to go back to one time. I tried to go back to the Houston Independent School District. And I was, by the way, I was a, a TSTA member at that time. And, uh, and I called the, the, the principal. I said, I said, I know I quit in the spring, but I'd like to come back this fall. And he said, he said, you know, that was the best news I had received all year when I found out that you were not coming back. <laughs> so, yeah, if you make any kind of trouble... It's, it, right. you know, it does follow you. There's not, it's not legal to blacklist. No, it's not. But, but, it's, it, but it does tend to follow you. And so a lot of people would be intimidated. A lot of people would give up. And I want to emphasize how hard it is to lose your job and to know that the, the company has turned against you and, and to try to continue fighting. When, when that happened to me at LTV, I went to bed. They had to wake me up to, to come to the rally in, in our honor, you Were know. You depressed? I was scared to death. And I was right. I just went to bed. I went home and went to bed. And I stayed in bed the next morning. The president called me and said, We're having a rally. Are you coming or not? <laughs> I love it. I so love it. so I just want to emphasize that it's terribly personally yes. intimidating. And I yeah. I I I herald you. Yeah. Me too. Dr. Jones, for having stood up to it you and know, for continuing to speak out. Standing up for yourself, you. that just means so much. I remember the first time I met my city council person, Jaime Resendez. It was at a panel with the three candidates. And uh, I walked up to him and I said, hi, I'm Bonnie Mathias. He goes, oh, I oh. heard about you. <laughs> I'm like, I looked at him, I said, good, that'll save time. <laughs> You know, because... But, Bonnie, you've never been fired for speaking out. Uh, have you? Uh, I have to think. I'm old. Um, no, I don't think so. It's very intimidating. Yeah. And yet, Dr. Jones and her colleagues are standing up. That's and I'll give us one more time about this rally on Thursday, because I know people are listening, and they want to do something. Make now, it quick. I don't know if... <laughs> that came from... That, that's uh, uh, Michelle That came from Goodwin. Michelle Goodwin. All right, I'll read it again. Uh, here it is, April 7th at 11 o'clock. The State Workers Lobby Day Car Caravan starts at the HHSC building, whatever that is. It's a State Workers building, 800 
801 South State Highway 161, which is the corner of Highway 161 and Jefferson Street in Grand Prairie. They are going to have a car caravan on behalf of state workers. Then they're going to go to UTA and, and, and have a rally with the Progressive Students Association on behalf of the fired professors at Collin College. And you can contact M. Goodwin at cwa-tseu.org or, or just contact genelance.org. Or know. listen to this number, 903-280-1040. What, wrap it up, Dr. Jones. we got to go. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Stand fast, oh, everybody. Right. The fight is on. Solidarity forever. Yeah.